On this week's episode of the F Stops Here podcast, we talk about hot air balloons, magic lanterns, and everyone calls Joe a Google glass hole. We're also joined by special guest Lisa Donchak, so thanks for joining us, and happy shooting. Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the F Stops Here uh, today we have quite a jam-packed show, including all four of us, plus uh, a fellow previous guest, Lisa. Uh, so I'm joined by Zach, Josh, and Jamie, the usual crew, and then we have Lisa Donchak, who's uh, joined us on the show before. If you haven't listened far- that far back, please do. It was a great show, and we had so much fun, we actually invited her back. And the best part <laughs> is she actually agreed to come back on the show, um, so that's awesome as well. So anyway, um, but I guess we'll kind of start off with what people have been shooting. And Lisa, I know that you just recently got back from a trip. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. I'm trying to figure out how to do the Hangout toolbox. It keeps, like, failing out on me. So anyway, my website is lisadonchak.com, and I will try to uh, try to put the lower third on there in a minute. Um, but, yeah, so I just came back from Africa. Um, where I was running a marathon. That was kind of the purpose of the trip. Um, That was continent number five for me. And my dad has had a lifelong dream of seeing the wildebeest migration, which for those of you who don't know, wildebeests are some uh, awkward combination of like a cow and a bison sort of thing. Um, And about 1.5 million of them trek about 500 miles twice a year up to uh, Kenya and down back to Tanzania. And it's just this incredible, incredible uh, thing to watch. So that's what he wanted to go see. Um, I kind of had whatever, like, whatever animal I was seeing at the time um, was my favorite animal. So, like, we would see a giraffe, and I'd be like, oh, man, giraffes are definitely my favorite animal in Africa. Or, mm-hmm. Like, we would see an elephant. I'm like, oh, just kidding, guys. Elephants, my favorite <laughs> animal in Africa. Um, so let me just show you a couple of pictures that I took um, while I was there. And I'm only going to show a couple because I know that we can, you know, keep going on with this stuff. So I'll show you some animal pictures since I know that's what people are interested in. Did you did you meet Simba? I, I just need to ask that right off the bat. Here's what I learned, actually, is Simba is the Swahili the word for lion. So now you oh, all really? have learned the word of Swahili. I know, very exciting. Um so here is an elephant, and this was, we got off the plane at the Serengeti, got into our awesome, like, truck situation, and 20 minutes later, like, a herd of elephants walked by. And between getting into the truck and seeing the elephants, we'd also already seen some giraffes, some wildebeest, some zebras, and I think a lion. Um, wow. The animals are everywhere. But this was a little baby elephant, uh, which was very cool to see. I was going to say, either the awesome. grass is really tall or the elephant's really short. Very <laughs> tall grass. Baby. You can tell because elephant tusks grow, um, they don't stop growing throughout their right. lifetime, and this one has little tiny tusks, so that's how you know it's a little tiny baby. Um, here is a picture of a lion, and this is actually a lioness, um, and since we're, you know, we're, we're a grown-up show sometimes, I will be a little more descriptive here, um, but this lioness had just had breakfast, and you can see the pink, um, there's still uh, blood on her face right there. I thought from having munched, and you can see she has got a distended belly here. And so she's looking at the morning sunrise and relaxing, and we just kind of got to hang out and watch her for a little bit. Maybe really she's cool. born with it. Maybe it's maybe. maybe it's possible. <laughs> maybe it's animal blood. Maybe it's feline. Speaking of animal blood, I want everybody to know that this is the last thing that Mufasa saw before the wildebeest trampled oh my him God. to death. So I hope you're happy, Lisa. I know. It's a tough life. Thanks, Thanks for your research. Murder. 
Oh my god. So uh, if you're listening in, please, please do yourself a favor and watch the video this week. Zach, Hakuna Matata, so I'm gonna say Hakuna Matata. There's blood on the lion's face. Watch the video. Okay, that's a cool shot. Um, so one of the coolest things about East Africa is it's really the cradle of humanity. So for those of us who are evolutionary biology geeks like yours truly over here, um, this is basically where all the amazing like two, three, five million year old um, skeletons were discovered, like Lucy and Turkana Boy and things like that. And so one of the coolest things for me was then seeing the apes and the baboons and the monkeys that were living in Africa, because you feel a sense of odd kinship in a way, and I know we're all kind of like being snarky, which is awesome, but like if you look at their eyes, you really just feel like you understand the emotions they're communicating even though they're a completely different species. Um, so this is a mom olive baboon taking her baby olive baboon because she has just seen something really scary and is going to grab it and either put it on her back or put it under her belly and then run up a tree. Um, and it was just kind of cool to see that. I'm not sure if I like the editing on this one yet, so I haven't posted it yet, but it was just a very cool like action shot of baboons out in the wilderness. Um, and then here is nice. my favorite animal picture of the trip so far, um, and this is an olive baboon. And for those nerds who are curious, I shot all of these with a Tamron 70 to 300. I think it's like an f4.5 or something like that. So, not a super expensive lens. I think it's like 300 bucks or something, and you can get nice. amazing results. Um, yeah. So this is an, a, a male olive baboon. Um, just kind of staring off into the distance, and um, I was very much inspired by Lori Rubin's style of processing. So, um, images by Lori.com if you want to see some of her stuff. She was featured in the Smithsonian for her wildlife photography. I have not yet been featured in the Smithsonian, but who knows what the future may hold? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll start the position. Uh, so so was yeah, that... it was a great trip. Everybody should go to Africa. I, that's what I keep hearing. It's it's on my it's on my bucket list. Uh, was that on the was that on the 5D Mark III? Yeah, so all of that okay. was a 5D Mark III um, body, and I shot everything you just saw with a 70 to 300 lens, um, which is a Tamron. Canon has a similar lens for those who are comparing, uh, also a 70 to 300. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, and it's actually just not a as sharp. Just a little bit. A little really? more expensive. Is that is that, uh, is that from your own experience or? No, so actually when I went into the store, I was like set on buying the 70 to 300, like the Canon version, and right. even though it was a more expensive lens, the guys behind the counter were like, really, you should actually get the Tamron, like it's a sharper lens, and even though we're losing money on this, like we really, really recommend hmm. it. So that's there what I go. did, and I was really thrilled with it. That's pretty cool. That's good to know. I've been happy with, with Tamron lenses I've shot in the past, but I hear it's kind of risky. Um, it, it, it um, it's be, probably they're, hit they're, or miss. Yeah, they're very hit or miss. I really thought it was great. I, I think they're on the Sigma trend where it's like, you know, it used to be the, you know, the lens that was kind of like, you know, plan Z. But now they're, they're I think they're just like Sigma, they're coming to their own. The new stuff seems to be way better than the old stuff, like by far. Just just the way Sigma's doing with their lenses as well. But yeah, that's 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 what I'm hearing on the street is the same thing with Tamron. A friend, um, friend of mine, uh, my my friend who's the camera manager at the local store, uh, he just got two Tamron lenses and couldn't be happier about them. So the 60 millimeter and the 70 to 200, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so he he couldn't be happier with them, and uh, he saved a little money on the process. But go third party. Yeah, I mean, I I played with Zach's uh, Rokinon a few times. The fisheye that he got. And you can get that for probably like I think three hundred bucks on Amazon. <laughs> that lens is yeah. a piece of junk. 
Well, but I, mean, I love come it. On. For, and I for actually, fish I, eye, it's no, cheap. no, no. I, 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 I love it, and it was worth every penny. That's kind of what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, focus on it's terrible, and uh, it's manual. Well, it's all manual. Everything's no, manual. So. How is how is focus terrible on it? I mean, depth of field is like a billion miles. <laughs> because I, <laughs> no matter what I, tr- no matter what I try, I can't seem to get it in focus. Like, really? Even at, even at infinite focus, I, I can't. Like, it just, you must have never... a bad copy or something. That's all I've been. <laughs> All my landscapes lately have been with that. And I, I get focus with. I, you might just have a bum copy. Can you? That's possible. Wap it out. I think of a lot. I think a lot of it too is. Um, I think my eyes are going bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every picture I take's out of focus. So I gotta. I actually gotta have uh, Elise stand over my shoulder and say, "How's this one look? That oh, looks good." Oh, hey, have you Have you actually tried adjusting the? Was it the biopter or whatever? The diopter. The yeah, diopter I was saying, it's like it could be the camera. Oh no, yeah. no, no the, I'm talking about. Once I get them uploaded on my computer, so it's looking sharp in your viewfinder. No, I don't. I don't look at it most of the time. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it looks sharp in the viewfinder. When yeah, when you're shooting, shooting. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So you think it's like the focusing screen or something? Maybe. No, I think it's just. It's probably in focus. I just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> reminds so me of the story when I bought my, your. Uh, my eyes are so 1D. burnt from staring at uh, oh, computer man. screen for sixteen hours a day that. You guys look at like good. you're out of focus right now. Let me put my glasses on. Hold on. Sounds like a bourbon issue. Yeah, it does sound like not, a bourbon I mean, issue. Not enough. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's what I was much. hearing. Not enough. Or too much, depending on you know which end. He says as he drinks. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So, I've got uh, my diet coke here. Ooh, diet yeah. coke product placement. Well, I've got Some I've got aqua. my I've got my um my yes, my Google Kool Aid over here, and I'm drinking on behalf of Joe. I'm just you know, enjoying the Kool Aid. Oh well. Oh, thank you. So, Josh, what have you been shooting? Um, not much lately. Um, I finally got a chance to sit back and edit the uh, portraits I shot. And um, if I was actually ready for a screen share, I would show you the pictures I shot. But I, there are two shots that I actually nailed that I've been trying to nail, kind of like replicating. I guess replicating. I'm not trying to copy. I'm trying to like do my own style with with how other people are seeing it. So I see the way they take a shot. I'm like, oh, I could do better. You know, I could do better with my pictures by kind of doing more of what they're doing. So um, a couple people uh, that I've been really following lately, Christian Gideon and uh, Ben and Rebecca Hood, um, really fantastic photographers. They're on Twitter and, uh, of course, on Facebook. But um, Ben, I really, really like their style. Uh, they're you know heavily into the, the, the deep tones, the deep colors, or you know deep black and white kind of thing with the emphasis on the face and you know emphasis on using foreground and background details and, and things like that. And so I, I finally nailed some shots. I got a chance to do some portraiture. Wasn't paid. I was just doing it for a friend for the fun of it, and and I can't tell you how much fun I had just doing it that way. It was like doing photography, and I kind of found like, hey, you know, an hour and a half, shoot my pictures, come back. I only had 70 shots because I limited myself, and so I came back and actually was able to break the pictures down in an hour, get my edit in, and it was just it was a lot of fun. It was just great practice, great time, and um, there are 500pics.com/conti. Uh, two of the images are up there. If you feel like chimping that, I should have been more prepared. So, but um, so, hey, Josh, I, I, talk to me a little bit about how you limited yourself in taking pictures. Because I found that I took 70 gigs of pictures in the first three days <laughs> when I was in Africa, and obviously that's like not sustainable for my hard drive. That's amazing! So to, wow. Yeah, like I had to figure out some ways to kind of cut down on that. So, what were techniques that you used? Because obviously, um, I struggled for a bit. Well, I'm, I'm, of course, my, my. My camera I go to right now is my 50D, and that shoots CF cards. So I have a bunch of two gigs. 
So I view that as kind of a roll of film. So I put a two gig card and it gets me in raw and full raw because I shoot full raw. I never shoot small raw. It's either full JPEG or full raw. Um, S raw. Joe, Joe, you look. No, it, mine know? are just raw or JPEG. Oh, or you don't have S raw. I don't. Yeah, I'm not cool uh, enough to have like different levels of rawness. <laughs> But so, I don't, like, I don't, know I don't have. So, so you're saying that you, out, Lisa? Actually, I don't even know if I have SRAW on my my 50D, but Lisa does. I know that on your 5D Mark III. It's basically so, like so. Is that like medium raw. well or medium rare? It, it's medium well, I think. It, it would be medium well, well because nobody yeah. should ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, it's great if you want to shoot. It's great if you do SRAW. If you're shooting full raw to one card and one to the other, if you have a two card camera, then mm-hmm. it makes sense to do that because then at least oh. you have that backup with the full detail. Right, uh, right. But anyway, I, I limit myself to cards, especially if it's something where I know it's like one person I'm taking a picture of. And lately I've been forcing myself to visualize what I'm going to do before I get there because half the time I'll pick a place and then show up and kind of start choosing while the people are standing there. So I already had an idea. I had three locations I wanted, and then I pulled my car up in front of another location. He was a little The friend I was shooting was a little late anyway. So you know, I, I pulled my car up to that location, and I literally pulled it up in front of the tree that I wanted to shoot at. And uh, and so literally, I, I came back at the very end because uh, it was the darkest lighting. It was kind of hot outside. So I, I kind of picked from you know what's what's going to make you look the least sweaty <laughs> at the very end. Right. But um, but yeah. So let's see. Actually, I'm going to try to do this here real quick. Uh, Screen share. This this is the picture that I'm kind of proud of right here. Oh, nice. Um, this is my friend Jonathan. It's reminiscent of, like I said, Ben Rebecca Hood and Christian Gideon, but it's kind of my own thing too. But I was literally standing probably with my 50mm 1.4, uh, which has been back-focusing, so manually focusing with it as well. Um, oh, wow. But I, this was this was all natural lighting. Uh, all natural lighting on my 50D, so literally it was him standing under the tree. I didn't do any shadow adjustment. I didn't do any adjustment on his face. It was literally out of camera, processed to black and white. Tones were deepened in Lightroom, and... Uh, I'm really kind of proud of it. I, I have a bunch more pictures I need to put up of this one too, but this was something to where the, the branches were just perfectly right in front of them, and I kind of just stood on the parking lot right above the tree. Uh, I literally had my, my butt to the, the back of my car. We were, we were that close. I was probably about three feet from them. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I, I nailed that, though, and that, like, like I said, there's almost no processing in that. That's just straight black and white and toned down a little bit with a little bit of, uh, little bit of color color gradient fixed in it, but, um, so yeah, so what do you use black and white? Do you use any of, like, the Nick software products? Um, no, I'm actually just, I'm a tweaker, so right now I don't Ooh. use a lot of, I don't use a lot of, like, add-ins or anything, I'm, that was straight Back, not with... Twerker, tweaker. Oh, tweaker, not yes. a good thing either, Joe. It's not oh, cool, ladies, drink it. I've had a reputation ever <laughs> since, ever since I was a teenager yeah. of, uh, like, Back when I was doing a lot of music, I did a lot of uh, synth stuff, and I did it all manually, so I did an entire album without a computer. I programmed all the beats manually and all, so I kind of brought that into using Lightroom and, and Picasso and different editing programs. So I'll go in and I'll just straight up, like especially with this picture, I just kind of went in and I stared at it for about 10 minutes and just kind of played with the sliders until it was where I wanted it. I mean, it's actually not exactly where I want it, but, you know, I, I kind of had to call it at some point before I sat there for an hour and tweaked it. But, you know, I, I'm, get, I'm, getting, I'm getting into more uh, presets and stuff just to get myself going. But I, what I do is I'll take a preset and then make it my own 
and then I've got my own preset with the lens pre-adjusted. So I go in there and it does the lens correction, and I couldn't be happier with uh, with the way uh, uh, Lightroom 4 does my um, my 50 millimeter one four and one eight lens correction. It really fixes the picture great. So I just add that into any any plugin or any add-in that I use. So that's that. I'm Did that answer your, that answer your question, Lisa? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, but uh, no, I just started I'm, I'm playing like with uh, Silver Effects Pro um, Nick software, and I just did. I just processed one photo with it, and I almost never do black and white. And huh. it was like a shockingly awesome tool because <laughs> I was like, oh, just like change it to black they're and white. Good, yeah, that's all, all you really do. And there's so yeah. much more to black and white photography than that, and I'm sure black and white photographers are like rolling over right now, just like, <laughs> I'm only now discovering this, but it's kind of fun to see all the different things. It is. And, and, the, uh, and the, the other thing, too, is, like, after shooting black and white in film as a teenager and as a young adult, like, when I was, like, between 15 and, and 20-something, I, I did nothing but, like, film on a, on a Nikon FM10. So, like, I kind of bring that tweak in because I was trying to tweak everything in camera because I had my local shop develop all the film. But they would look at all the pictures for me, and they knew what I wanted, so they knew I liked it a little under-processed and a little dark. So I would I would always shoot for what I knew people were going to develop, but uh, tweak it, Zach, tweak it. I'm twerking. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my but God. but yeah, and and actually, I think my I think my first big, I think I'm going to break down on my I think my first big, um, I don't know what you want to call it, preset plugin pack is going to be a VSCO uh, cam plugin because I really like how they do their. I, I've never been able to replicate it. I'm sitting here trying to replicate what they do with the, the preset, and I hmm. can't do it. So I think I'm going to break down and buy something just for the black and white. Cause, um, if, and then I'll, I'll probably take that tweet to where I want to get in my head first. So without taking more time, nice. that's, that's where I'm at. So, Jamie, how's your storm cloud chasing gone? I'm so tired of taking pictures of the sky. <laughs> No, I'm getting amped up for the Balloon Festival this weekend. I got my little uh, VIP badge. So are you going to take a picture, like, inside the balloon? I'm, oh, I've shoot? got my... Uh, Wait, what is the Balloon Festival? Uh, festival of Balloons. In Michigan, they do this. They call it the Hot Air Jubilee. It's been going on for decades now, and it's just a big hot air balloon festival. Um, you know, free to the public. They launch from a big public park in town. Um, they... Rope it off now, but before, like the last couple of years, you've actually been able to just walk right up and talk to the pilots as they're setting up their balloons. And lots of times they'll have people, you know, from the crowd give them a hand, you know, if they need a hand, they'll ask you if you can give them a hand, you know, stretching out the balloon or, you know, holding the fan so they can inflate it. It's a pretty awesome. interactive, fun experience. Um, and I've been going since I was a kid and always wanted to go in a balloon. And um, I started doing workshops this year. And one of my students actually is one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the directors of the Jubilee. So it's just kind of no. working out in my favor. That are you finally, going up in a balloon? Here's my. If I die, I will not sue anybody. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> so I want to see a picture of the balloon event, though. Have you gone last year, or did you go last year? Yeah, I've gone the last couple of years and taken photos. Um, and I'll try and do a, a quick screen share here. And yeah, I show us one from last stuff. year. All right, so I don't know if you guys can see the screen because I suck at this, but there we go. Um, all right, so this is one from just the other day. This was the um, the media event, and uh, post cereal has like the sugar bear balloon there. Is this showing up? Because I'm yeah, we got it. Okay, cool. 
Um, yeah. A buddy of mine was actually in this show, Air Balloon. That's wow. Awesome. That went up. When it went up, they actually clipped a pine tree on the way up, which was kind of cool to watch. My buddy was literally almost lying down in the basket because he was freaking out because they were getting ready to hit the trees. But um, I like the Remax it, balloon. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're kind of they're they're a staple at the Hot Air Jubilee. Um, but like I said, I've just been going since I was a kid, and now I finally got the opportunity where I can uh, where I can go up, you know. And I've been looking forward to this forever so now how do i get out of my screen share here just hit screen share again there we go there we go so um you're back anyway so i've got my my pass to go up i'm gonna i took the day off of work friday because being like the big weather guy that i am i've noticed now that there's a crazy storm system that's going to be moving into the state like friday saturday and sunday the days of the jubilee so Mm -hmm. um friday morning looks to be safe so i took the day off from work i'm gonna go up friday morning and uh, my flight pass that I've got to go up uh, doesn't even have to count for that day. So if we have good Ooh, weather nice. on Saturday, I'm going up Dude, again too. That's awesome. I can't wait to see the photos of this. Um, I'm taking, you know, like a stupid amount of cameras with me, and I'll be talking with the pilot. I want to take my tough, mm-hmm. and if I can drop it from about 150 feet, I'm going to do that. Nice. Wait, that's the ground? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. How does this work? Well, okay, you know, we'll land in grass or a field, so it'll be – you know, softer. It's not like I'm dropping it on cement, but I'm going to turn wait, on. So wait, just to make sure I understand this, you're going to drop the camera yeah. out of yep. the balloon. Yeah, while the video <laughs> on is purpose. recording. On purpose. Wait, is this uh, like a, is this a thing? Like, what, what's no, the background? Is this a about thing? <laughs> no, I figure, um, you know, it breaks, I'll get another one. But if it doesn't, <laughs> then basically by calling up Olympus saying, hey, Hashtag my first world problems. <laughs> well, <laughs> buy another one, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, I figured they'll, they'll, they'll like the video if it's regardless of whether the camera I was going to say, the, the SD card should survive no matter what. Oh, totally. Yeah, That's not a good point. Yeah. So, I, mean, I guess you could put like a parachute or something on it. No, Ooh. no, no I'm yeah. gonna have it kind of. Rex the fun, Joe, saving. Oh, the... Sorry, my my bad, my bad. <laughs> you just no, no launches it. Here. Yeah, well, I'm literally like I said, I'm gonna <laughs> on the video, say goodbye to the camera, and let it drop and see what happens. So I, I, dude, I, I want to see that. I'll be stoked about that. That'll be crazy. Yeah. Hey, I, I gotta give, uh, I gotta give Jamie a shout out. Um, I saw those pictures you handed your son, or the camera you handed your son, and he took a bunch of pictures. Oh yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, that makes me want to do it, my kid too. Yeah, it's fun. Um, well, that's what he shoots with is the tough. Or I'll give him a pen sometimes, but usually he just. So, walks so hold on. Shoot. Can we back up a second? You're throwing your son's camera <clears throat> out of a hot air balloon. Why would he throw his own? <laughs> out of I just want to make sure on. that I'm so, clear with this. <laughs> so here, here's the thing, okay? I drop it. If it breaks, I'll call him up and say I need the TG2. So okay. now I have an excuse to ask him. <laughs> I hate asking for, for gear, you know, but I'll have an excuse to ask for gear, I guess, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this way if it That's does true. break. And if it that doesn't break, I've had half a dozen people say, just tell him it broke. So, it's for but. science anyway. But you would yeah. never do that, especially admitting <laughs> no. to it on a show that's currently live and viewable right. on the internet. I don't know something if they watch it or not, but something like yeah. that. All right. Well, no, that sounds awesome, though. I can't wait. So, are you bringing like phones up and stuff too? You should. Uh... Uh, well, yeah, I'll have my you know iPhone five, and I'll have an iFi card, and so I do plan on kind of like live streaming some of the some of the flight. Um, I expect an iPhone five. We should do it off. We should do a podcast like off uh, off cycle. 
with you yeah, uh, air balloon. Well, here's the thing, though, is the temperature is supposed to be hot that day, and the hotter the temperature, the shorter the flights are in the balloons because you got to figure it's a hot air balloon, right? So cooler day, the hot air is more effective. If it's hot, yeah. they need to pump more hot air in, which is, you know, damaging to the lining of the balloon. So my flight, if it's really hot, will probably only last, like, 35 or 40 minutes, um, and I probably won't go more than 700 feet, 500 feet max. Um, You're saying that Joe would never be allowed in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Why? Is he uh All the hot what? air. Oh. 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 He would be a lighter load. How about that? Drop the <laughs> I think Jack just from, called me judging from, judging from Joe's face, I would say that the camera he'd be bringing is lighter than what I would be bringing, and my stuff is pretty damn light, so. Oh, well, I'd be bringing more than just what's on my face, but uh, why? good call. What do you mean, why? I mean, why come would you, on. Why, would, why? What, 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 why? Why not? Fish eye looking straight up at a balloon, how awesome would that be? I've got those. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, I'm sorry. I don't I don't get hey, free passes to hot air balloons. Jamie, can I... How is editing your wedding photos going? Are the clients uh, blinking you for images already? No, no, they're in Hawaii. They're on a 10-day... Sweet. Uh, that means you have ten days. <laughs> I, I got a little bit more than that. Uh, I'm through everything but the ceremony and the uh, the reception. Um, I've managed to call six thousand photos down to about two thousand, and that's without actually having gone through the the reception. Uh, so that's really all I've been doing the, all week, though. Uh, suffering from a little bit of photography hangover. <laughs> I think that'll happen. Yeah. That'll definitely happen. Um, actually, no. I I got a bunch more stuff booked for the next couple weekends, and then I'm actually going to Canada in two weeks. What? A A Canada? That all boots? A Canada? We're going fishing. You go for the beer? Yeah. A? I hear th- I hear they've got Labatt Blue Light Lime up there. <laughs> ah, blue so, Lime. So I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm gonna try that uh, and see how that is. But um. Actually, where we're going, it's a, it's this, it's a, it's a lake in Ontario, um, that they apparently are there, right? there's, there's what's it's that? Nothing. I'm just making, <laughs> making fun of you. Well, is Joe gonna get his first mute of the night? <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you mean of the uh, night? Uh, 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 you haven't been uh, muted yet. You've made um, it pretty far, Joe. I know. <laughs> but uh, I know. so yeah, so I'm going up to Canada. Apparently, there's some uh, really gorgeous sunrises and sunsets where we're gonna be. A lot of uh, a lot of nature stuff, so I'll probably be shooting a lot of That's wide angle things. Well, and stuff. <laughs> Poutine. Poutine. <laughs> well, make sure like... you bring some deep, man. The mosquitoes are gonna be horrible. Yeah, no, we're going yeah, to uh, we're going to the wholesale club and getting that there. I, I camped yeah. out in Canada. Get the stuff that like melts plastic. Oh, <laughs> skin. I'm gonna Early get the summer. Melts stuff. To get the stuff to melt skin. Well. You can get the stuff that melts skin, but I just prefer the stuff that melts plastic personally. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, I am. I do got to say one of the stories that if we have time that we're going to talk about uh, in a little bit. Uh, I'm itching to to go modify my Canon 7D right now, <laughs> so pretty pretty much looking forward to to that. That's about it. Sorry can that I didn't talk for. How, how much? Jamie, they, can you just screen share that picture that you took last year of the yeah. balloon? 
before we move on. We're, we're, because... all, we're all sitting here going, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure so that our viewers For those get... watching and those listening, we actually normally have a live group chat going as yeah. you know, there, talk, so we, we subtext... make sure that we're all, yeah, all on the same page. And Jamie just shared something with all of us that we're all just drooling over, so we're actually going to show I think it. we're actually losing Jamie's audio, so I'll go ahead and screen share Okay, that. so Zach is sharing what Jamie took. There we go. So, oh. it's the Jamie remix. Yeah. Is that Jamie? Yeah, yeah. someone's got to mute him. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's the inside of Jamie's colon. Is that what we're looking at? <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. Well, it looks he like can't a balloon talk. to well, me, but talk. yeah. <laughs> no, we can it's, make uh, up whatever so, we want. About. So for anybody watching at home that can't read the um, that is the, indeed ca- a hot air balloon. Jamie was holding the balloon while it was being inflated, uh, and he snuck a shot with the EPL2 uh, and the 9 to 18 millimeter and dramatic tone filter. Um, if we wanted to blow it up even further, uh, here's a, a shot of actually how big that. Oh, yeah, bit, bad microphone. Um, uh, so you can see down here, kind of. Um, oh, here, I'll just do this. That uh, you can actually see how big it really was because there's people That's in it now. Incredible. So, really cool picture. I, um, I did I did a bunch of hot air balloon festivals back when I was younger, back when I lived up in New Hampshire, and they are awesome. Like, I, I can understand why Jamie is so excited, just because it's a bunch of cool stuff, and hot air ballooners are just cool people anyway. So, it, it just makes like for a cool hobby. great event. Oh, it, it's awesome. These guys, like, literally. And then you got the chasers. The chasers are fun. Um, what about the beaters? Ch- and... Uh... <laughs> Who, who chases the golden snitch? What? Oh, <laughs> Harry Potter, like, what? Oh, my <laughs> God. <Day. laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I love that commercial. <laughs> Dude, that is my favorite commercial of all hey, time. Hey, Mike, hey, Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? Come on, you know what day it is? <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> ah, that's right. Hump day. day. <laughs> the best commercial ever. Uh, I hate Geico, uh, but... God, but, yeah. they got some funny commercials. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, guess what tomorrow is? Uh, I don't, guess, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Zach, say Zach, 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 guess, guess what tomorrow is? <laughs> it's Wednesday, Josh. It's Wednesday. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Oh, uh, anyway. I, I just so got I over that... being sick, and I am Joe, you've got something so... on your face. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, yeah, like this I is do. the least, you look like the least exciting hole. story. Oh, 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 come on. Oh, oh. oh. So, yeah, so this is actually weird because this is the first time that I've had glass in my face and Lisa hasn't because normally it was the other way around. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm actually wearing Google Glass for people that are listening in. Uh, I picked up my unit last Thursday, so I've been playing around with it this weekend, been taking some pictures, been taking a little bit of video. Um, I'm glad that uh, you guys actually and talked about the, or Lisa actually mentioned the Nick Pro collection because I have a free version of that from the uh, Trey Radcliffe walk that uh, I actually, I guess, photo bombed in one of the Tuesdays that we had. Um, they gave us a code for the free collection, and I have yet to touch it. So uh, thanks for reminding me to do that. It's fantastic. Because, uh, I know I do want to do that. So uh, and. <laughs> Uh, Works anyways, a lot yeah. better if you're using Lightroom too, by the way. Well, yeah, I need to go buy Lightroom, but that's a separate story. So anyway, but yeah, it's been a, a very interesting um, experience so far wearing them. Normally, I don't actually wear them at a computer. 
Um, but I figured I'd at least wear them today because uh, I want to start doing some point of view photography stuff with them, recording, and see how that comes out. So I didn't that's... sign a waiver, so please don't record us. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> did. Um, are, are you recording we're right on, now, Joe? On air right now. What? Is there a blinking no. red light to say you're recording? There's no blinking red light. <laughs> no, oh. that, that red light's not on. It's always on. Trust um, me. No, it's not oh. always on. But you can tell. You can actually. Back here. You can actually tell if it's on because the display's on. Except, unfortunately, the sun is right right in my eyes, so you can't see hey, anything at the moment. I, I make fun, but I'm really stoked about Google Glass. Yeah, I'm stoked about what the plans are. Joe has for it. I am stoked. I'm going to say that. So, I, I'm intrigued. And actually. Since we're talking about it, I do want to kind of hand the mic over virtually to Lisa um, because she's actually the person who let me try it before it was even released to the uh, public at large, which you nobody ever heard. But anyway, um, but yeah, so Lisa's been uh, trying that for quite a bit when she was at Google, so I know that she's probably has some pretty cool stories for us as well as some very I don't know, interesting things. I've just started using it, so I'm not very... Uh, adept at talking about it more than the fact that it's really fun and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, well, um, so. so I was part of the uh, Google Glass dog food program um, for about six months, starting sometime in December before it was kind of common knowledge that we even had such a toy. Um, and I got to go through a lot of iterations while they were still building it, which was really fun. It's obviously great to kind of be on the front lines for something as revolutionary as Google Glass. And um, just full disclosure, I am no longer with Google. I am about to go to business school. Um, yeah. So anything I say, they're not paying me anymore. Um, sadly, Google, I love you guys. <laughs> I still have my plush Android here. Miss you. Um, but, you know, it was a great opportunity to get to uh, test out such a cool device. And for me as a photographer, what I really liked was the ability to seamlessly take pictures, which I know Joe will be able to share um, when when he can do maybe a quick demo for us. I don't know if that's on the horizon. Maybe I'm signing him up for something. But um, it, it basically, you can tell Glass to take a picture with your voice, or you can tell Glass to take a picture by winking, or you can, um, like, just click to take a picture, and you get all of these great opportunities to share moments that maybe you wouldn't have been able to share otherwise because you can do it hands-free. Um, and then the second part, which is really cool about Google Glass, is the seamless sharing component. So now once you've taken the picture of whatever you have taken the picture of, which in my case was largely pictures of my cat, um, you can then share it with people really quickly on Google+. Or I think I've seen Joe do it on Facebook and Twitter, which was functionality that I did not have when I was trying it out. Um, mm -hmm. But So basically you have the Internet on your face because really what is the Internet for? That's it's for sharing. a terrible way to describe it. And you can just do it so easily now with Google Glass. Um, but seriously, like when I was applying to business school, I wrote this essay about the future of social sharing. And what I said was it's really all about the pictures because pictures are such a great way of communicating like what you're doing, where you're doing it, just gives things such context. And Google Glass is just the next step in kind of the mobile photography space. Um, really cool device. If you guys get a chance to check it out, I definitely recommend it. Um, can't can't say enough good things about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if anybody uh, sees me on the street, you're more than welcome to try them on. Just uh, let me like say hi. Just don't go like reaching for my face. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's it what happens. I'm waiting for. Is the first? Yeah, uh, no, the first yeah. Hey, let glass, me try. <laughs> the first Google exactly. Glass robbery captured. Uh, well, that that's the fun part about the way that they've at least set it up. I don't is know that that, that it, sounds very fun, Joe. 
Well, the fun part about it is you, they're not going to get very far. you got to let me finish my sentences, Zach. They're not going to get very far because as part of the whole glass, whole glass experience right now, they're actually tracking the device itself. Um, and it's actually built into the uh, API quite a bit. So um, it really helps with navigation specifically. But I can fire up you know, and log into my email and see the location of my device, whether or not, obviously, it's on my face. But, That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, so gets, I mean, until it, it gets it, rooted and rommed and wiped. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you know, if somebody's gonna steal off my face, it's gonna root and rom this, and maybe I, you know, I'll just be like, "Hey guys, whatever." But anyway, so yeah, so it's it's pretty fun, and um, I'm definitely enjoying it quite a bit. I actually Good just one. took a picture of all this um, talking, and I'm currently in the process of uploading it on my office Wi-Fi, which is a little bit slow. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not up there yet. Yeah, so. I can't see it yet. Not instant enough, apparently. Yeah, so... Uh, it's loading uh, like just, porn did in the 90s. Oh, my God. One pixel. That's what I heard. Oh, geez, the the I had a friend that told me about that. Oh, my God. Hey, I have one serious question, Joe. Have you found yourself having to put it, like, on top of your head to, like, shoot on a DSLR? Um, actually, no. So I went on a, the Flickr uh, mission photo walk this past weekend, and I actually found that you can kind of just tilt it up a little bit and put the viewfinder right here because it oh. already rests above the, your field of view. That I found that yeah, I can actually go like this, and it doesn't even lift it, the nose pads off my face, and I can just take a picture like that. Huh. Is, is it interchangeable? Can you move it? No, you can't move it on either side. Lame. It's only on the right side. But um, but I found that I have. Is that why Facebook switched all the notifications to the right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's positively <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. So does Google mm-hmm. only make that in right eye? I mean, there's yeah, so right they, eye dominant. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm actually left eye dominant and right handed, which is huh. a really weird combination. That explains um, a lot. Well, yeah. Try try it's how I, am, I basically I shot a bunch of. Uh, 22s as a as a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout, and I can never hit gun. the target. And it took me a while to realize that I can't see. So like <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> right there, or what? So, but yeah, so it's a uh, it's. It, I haven't had any problems with taking photos. One thing I actually have noticed is the ang- the lens angle is so wide on this hmm. that when I have a hat on, it actually gets the hat in the photo. Like really? my, the edge <laughs> of the brim is in the photo. So if you're looking at a, a bunch of my pictures on Google Plus from this past weekend or even when I was at the batting cages on Sunday, um, you can definitely see like the brim in a lot huh. of these shots, which is kind of incredible considering how close the brim is to my face, like how wide of an angle you can get. Do you have so, the official specs for the camera? They're probably around somewhere. In terms right? of Doesn't it do uh, millimeter? Buy well, something? Well, it's, it's 5 megapixel picture still 720p video. I know that, but I don't know about the actual millimeter conversion. What about, I, I can look it up. Is it is it uh oh is it a steady aperture kind of like iPhone ish or is it more like? I don't know. They they're doing maybe some... Lisa knows. <laughs> yeah, I actually I don't. don't. Uh, uh, they kept us so in the dark about what they were working on. I know nothing on the hardware specs, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> the, the X six update was the one that they did for the camera specifically, and that actually and Zach we're about to feed this into what Zach's going to talk about, the Magic Lantern, but they're actually doing some hardware and software wizardy to do basically HDR photos uh, on the fly. So like super, super fast um, sampling of HDR photos and then combine them 
very quickly to show you a photo. So like when I take a mm. picture, within a second or so, I'll actually see it, and the software and hardware is compiling all of that within that second time frame. So theoretically, when you're in a moving vehicle, you can take an HDR-like photo and still get that motion blur, but you're not going to get the ghosting that you would normally get with an HDR picture. Hmm. Can you turn them around and hold it up to the camera? <laughs> Does that work? Yes. I never tried that. Dude, try well, it. I so I, I won't hold it up to the camera, but I will do the screencast app because that's going to just be the easier way to do it. It's not going to cut it for me. I need to see it. See I don't you're care. All seeing, you are seeing me through my I glasses see, right oh now. Oh, my God. Glasses. I want to see me through... Oh, it makes it look like I got a tiny head. Yeah, my glasses are really dirty, actually. That's all that I just learned. <laughs> it is 6.40, Joe's time. Oh, oh hold oh. on. Let me do this. Hey, uh, uh, real, actually, serious question. Is mm -hmm. it disorienting at all for, like, somebody who might have vertigo? Would it, like, bother somebody to, like, look up and then look away in one eye? I haven't had that issue. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's possible, but I haven't had that problem. Uh, has because Google, Has Google addressed what they're going to do about pirates? Pirates? Yeah. Well, with eye patches. Um. No, they haven't. I. Oh, I, I can ask the glass <laughs> for you later if you'd like. But no, they. Haven't Are yet. you sure? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Look, so. I'm trying to be serious. I'm asking legit questions here. No, actually, Zach. Zach's got a good point. What if somebody is blind in their right eye? So there's a there's a kind of a big secret in the photo community, which is that several of the more prominent photographers are actually blind in their right eye, and yet mm. are somehow testing glass. Um, I will say, having worked for Google, that they're not gonna let like those of us with prescription lenses or people who might have difficulty seeing in their right eye, like they're not just gonna let those people flounder. I think True. what's happening right now, and this is all conjecture, I have no insider information on this, um, is that they're just trying to get the basics working first. And then they're going to branch out for, like, people who might be left eye dominant or people like mm -hmm. me who wear prescription lenses. Um, yeah. And I only say that because I know that, like, having worked on the Google Apps team, like, we were very, very conscious of people who might have needed, like, larger font or people who needed stuff read out loud to them or things like that. So, yeah. um, like, I have no doubt that that's on the roadmap somewhere. I just have, you know, no idea what the timeline is on that. Uh, there's obviously sense. a lot of rumors going right. on, but I wouldn't. I mean, it's like it Fender does a tiny line of left of you know, like left left lefty guitars, but they don't like market them outside everywhere all the time. But you can still get it. So yeah, that right, exactly. Sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty I mean, common question. A lot of people are, you know, I'm obviously very curious because the entire six months that I wore it, like, I just didn't wear my glasses, which wasn't a big deal. Hmm. Only for like seeing really far away, so I could right. do day to day stuff and it wasn't a problem. But um, it would be great to just have that integration, obviously, and be able to see and wear glass. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, there was actually a blog post that brought up a very interesting article, um, very interesting point about this, and I'm going to talk about it briefly because I don't want to go off a huge tangent. But basically, when you're in a place that normally doesn't allow recording, like casinos or movie theaters or something like that and you happen to have glass on a pair of prescription lenses, what happens? Because obviously if they take off their glasses, they can't experience it. They have to leave. So it was, uh, it was a really interesting article about, you know, like one of the not pitfalls of having it on prescriptions, but something that it's going to need to be discussed um, with, I guess, like, you know, society at large is when you have them on prescription glasses and you're going somewhere where you kind of need to see, but you're... It's kind of up in there. If you should have them on, isn't isn't the isn't the uh, the actual glass part? Isn't that adjustable? Isn't that flexible? This, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so the, you can the, you can yeah, pop you it can out, bend it out a little bit. Um, so I guess that could be an intermediate way of adjusting it. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I'm sure, I mean, this is just an alpha. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the I'm sure whatever goes public is going to look different. The, the reason why I asked about Vertigo, because in cool news, um, my boss got the developer's version of the Oculus Rift. If people no, don't know what the Oculus no Rift is, it's, yes. It's, it's legit, but I will, Wait, I will say... what is that? I don't know what that is. It's it's basically the first step towards towards affordable virtual reality gaming. Uh, it's full 3D, but it's full 360 3D. So if you're playing in, if you're playing a gamer and you're like you're a gamer and you're playing a character like first person shooter, when you look up, you you actually like the mouse controls your direction still, so you can still move around and you can still do like the. Um, the regular key commands for like keying for PC gamers, but at the same time you can move your head independently of all of that and look around. So you could be shooting one it's direction. Total immersion. It's it's complete immersion. And the weird thing was is I loved it. To well, death, I, but I did get vertigo. It was it was crazy because it's it literally puts you somewhere else. It's really sad too. What uh, the. <laughs> The, the sad story that goes along with that. And, and just, just yeah, just, there, Joe's got the screenshot. Um, the the developer's version only cost like three hundred bucks, I think. So I think street it's going to be about one hundred fifty. So even kids would pick this up. Wow. And, yeah. Um, well, the you know, CEO's we, we, quoted he wants it to be free, but I don't know how that's going to work. It, dude, if uh, this if this is free, a lot of it's going to a lot of it's going to depend on which console it ties into, like who's developing for it and who correct. It first. Yeah, because as you guys can probably tell, like there there's also been some Kickstarter developed because Oculus was a Kickstarter project. There's right. also a separate Kickstarter project for a omnidirectional unidirectional treadmill that basically locks in at your waist, mm-hmm. and theoretically, you combine both of those. You're talking almost complete. What I would confer as complete immersion into a digital environment, and then combine so exercise. Could you, could you so so? Let me throw something out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, High res photospheres with an Oculus Rift. I don't yes. see why it would be possible. Total. I think that'd be awesome. Photographic immersion. Like that, imagine imagine the picture that Jamie took inside the hot see, air balloon. Yeah, that that's where I'm looking around. See. That'd be so cool. See, I can we, see, uh, uh, I can see realtors really digging something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. You you could you could walk in an office and put it on, and it only takes a little bit of adjustment. There's separate eye cups you can put in. But anyway, long story short, it it would be really easy for somebody to put it on for five minutes and look around a house or something, and and uh, and really get away with cool stuff because you could. It, it's it's so cool. Like you know, you put it on and it's completely different. Like I just wanted to do it for hours. Like I just wanted to get in there. We're, there's, I forget what game we had out, but, um, but my, my boss, we, we do uh, medical IT stuff and he's actually thinking at some point of like using it to view deep in MRIs, like being able to actually like visualize your own brain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like be able to visualize, all the, yeah, visualize the layers and things like that and actually use it as kind of like an extension of like the normal, like MRI camera kind of thing, use it as an extension. Report. It is, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's it's literally a legit piece of technology. But glasses also awesome. But that that's my experience. I've been able to mess with the Rift, and it's it, you know as Lisa pointed out, this is kind of where everything's headed. You know. Yeah. So speak, speaking of cool technology, uh, Zach, I know that you have one of the probably the only article we'll actually be able to talk about tonight. Um, relating to the uh, some new Magic Lantern Magic Lantern firmware. Yeah, so the folks at um, uh, Planet 5D came out with a story talking about uh, some of the work that they've been doing, or some of the work that the Magic Lantern team has been doing. Uh, and it was recently announced, and, and I've actually just downloaded the software. It's 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 an alpha for uh, the the 7D and the 5D Mark III. Um, 
but essentially what it has done is uh, improved, uh, well, at least for the, the, five, the uh, 5D Mark III, it's improved the dynamic range uh, to a full 14 stops. Um, also for the 70s, it's basically giving three extra. That's nuts. Three extra stops too. How how much is this putting you out money right now? What's that? Uh, this the the uh, firmware or the. It's free. It is free. Uh, all of the Magic Lantern stuff is free. Is it really? I thought. Yeah, their their business model exists. On, I haven't um, used them yet, so I, I'm... on giving uh, paying forum member, I believe. Don't quote me on this. Paying forum members get early access to the the software. Huh. Um, and that's that's all they get. But um, so so basically, what they're doing with this is um, because the the five D and the seven D are the only two um, camera. This is kind of going to get a little technical. Uh, they're the only two Canon cameras that have. Um, it, it's basically dual. It's the the, the firmware chip uh, that samples the sensor does a, a dual sample of the ISO for the camera. So basically what it's doing is it's registering a low ISO with whatever upper upper ISO you give it. Digic six or something. And half of the, half of the pixels, uh, in, um, half of the pixels in the low range and half of the pixels of, uh, in the high range. And it's combining them. Um, it's combining them into, into one picture. And basically it's getting rid of a lot of noise. And, and I don't, I don't kind of remember talking about it last week, but one of the biggest complaints I had for myself, uh, with the wedding shoot was that, um, the seventies low light performance just seemed really noisy to me. Uh, and I didn't, didn't think it would do that. Um, and I was really surprised. Hold on, I'm, ty- I'm typing. I was really surprised at, at how poor the, the light performance was for the 7D, almost to the point that I almost came home, sold it, and bought a, a full-frame 5D uh, just because it, it pissed me off that much. But I'm, I've am i already got this on my uh, my memory card, and I'll probably load it up tonight and take a couple test shots with it before bed and then uh, probably report back on it. It also does, for the 5D Mark III, it does this for video, um, but for the no 7D it's only. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm sure that's going to heat up that sucker pretty fast, though. Photo on it. Well, say any, any news of this bricking cameras yet? Uh, well, I mean, with with everything, it's use at your own risk. Uh, it's yeah. only been out for a week. Um, yeah, I mean, isn't it? But it's mainly it's you don't actually flash the actual firmware no, on the no, device. You, you just run it off the memory card, right? Right. I was just going to um, ask if it's even possible to brick them. Doing it, it is. Uh, it, it totally it is, is because if, if during hard. the because. So well, I mean, the way, go ahead. But no, go ahead. The way the the Magic Lantern um, firmware software, or the way the Magic Lantern firmware works, is it it temporarily flashes the firmware on the camera. The minute you take your card out of the camera, the old firmware is restored. So with Magic Lantern, every time you want to use, and this is something I didn't know the last time I used Magic Lantern, um, every time you want to use Magic Lantern, you have to reflash the firmware. So basically, what you do is you leave one of your memory cards as your Magic Lantern firmware memory cards. Uh, the, the Magic Lantern firmware is very small. Uh, the zip file I currently downloaded for this alpha build is a uh, file size that I can't see here. It's it's only 4.3 meg, which oh. is tiny oh, wow. on a 16-gig okay. yeah. card or a 32-gig card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so you have to do that every time, which is actually kind of nice because let's say you're out on a shoot somewhere and you forget that you know, you, you use the Magic Lantern card or that you, you're running Magic Lantern, you can swap the card out and you're back to your old firmware. Um, also with this, they, they added a bunch of the stuff um, from previous versions of 
uh, Magic Lantern to the 7D, which is really nice. Uh, some video stuff, but uh, but it's it's really crazy. They they recommend you do uh, an ISO combination of 100 and 1600. Oh wow! Uh, and and the the photo here, I'll, I'll show you if I can find it without. Planet 5D for some reason likes to put porno pictures on there. Uh, so um, let me see here. This is terrible radio, but uh, here's the high res. Come on, no, no. So <laughs> oh, I think sorry. we call this what? Sounds like a really difficult situation. You're it having. is. Well, my yeah. computer's lagging right now because I'm running all the the crap to record the show. So this is a picture that was taken at ISO 100 and 1600. Um, on the oh, and then you combined it. So no, no, no. So it, it sampled it in so camera. It, yeah, so it kind of oversamples the image in a weird way, and then combines that in the camera for a higher dynamic range of. The, it's wait, literally wait, taking. Is okay, it HDR ISO? Kind of something like a, that. It's taking a. It's taking it's, a photo at one hundred. It's and like a photo HDR at without tone mapping. Right, because you can it's see detail outside the window, which would have been blown out. At, uh, at higher ISO, but you got the detail in the shadows from the 1600 ISO. Right. That's cool. Besides that? That's all they did. Um, here's a picture of Batman oh. where you can kind of see. You probably can't really see it on the on the show. I'll see if I can blow this up here. Do but, they um, say in any of these shots how they metered, like if it was Matrix or what? Because, you know, yeah, like yeah, I spend their weight meter all the time, and it <laughs> seems like you would not get those kind of results regardless of dynamic range. So the – um. There's a, a very extensive PDF uh, that goes into the technical Typing detail. <laughs> so, so Canon, if you're listening, Canon, um, it would be really cool if you could just like, uh, you know, add this to your cameras from now on. Like, so, so this shot's actually like a <laughs> diagonal that I'm kind of yeah. So the up. so the bottom half of this uh, the the bottom left of this this photo, which you can see, is just grainy as all get out. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the 1600. The top. Right is the one hundred, uh, and it it essentially takes half of the pixels from the one hundred and half of the pixels from the sixteen hundred, combines them into like Jamie said, it's it's basically HDR without the tone mapping. So Wait, yeah, it's almost like final version of this Batman picture. Uh, stand is by. it in there? Yeah, I, I guess it's almost like ten eighty i. So it's like sample. It's filling in the sampling itself. I, I guess yeah. I don't know. But here you can really see. Well, you can't see it because I'm not sharing the screen. But now you can see it right now. Uh, here you can money. really see the noise uh, versus wow. not noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think what's going on here is nice. Band. I like that. Yeah, I like how they included the persons. Good lord. Batman I, does look can, kind of awesome in this picture. As you can tell, yeah. I'm, I'm really. I'm actually really jazzed about uh, this because. With the with like I said with Sorry. the couldn't resist. No, you know I don't I don't blame Zach's excitement because if you can if you can like amp up how you, how you can shoot with your ISO on a 7D then it makes it pointless to go out and get a new camera for the low light or flashless weddings. Yes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So I'll definitely. See, it's only um... interesting to me though if it. I mean, I guess you can do that with like the the bracketing. Probably. Can you? See that? This, but like, I, I would like it to save both of the versions of the picture of the low ISO and the high ISO because then if I don't like how it combined it, I can combine it myself later, or I at least get both of the choices right because then I can choose one or the other. I can see how it'll streamline workflow, but I don't know if anybody here has messed around with my mic working. 
Yeah, 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 yeah we, we, got you. we can hear you. <laughs> no, no, you're oh, just talking sadly, to your sadly, we can we're, gonna, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> I don't see my little meter moving. But anyways, um, has anybody here bothered trying to take a single raw file and generate like a lot of dynamic range from one raw file? I don't. A lot of people don't yes. realize just how much. Oh, you there oh yeah, I, I have. Just make I've... a couple copies and then tweak it and then combine them back. Right, like mm -hmm. export out like tiffs at like mm -hmm. you know minus one and two and three stops. You know, and then re-blend them or merge them back together using like Photomatics or HDR effects or something like that. Right, well, I actually um, just tried that for the first time because I was shooting out of a window um, on my way to the airport in Nairobi because there was an amazing sunset, and I was like, oh, like I can't stop this bus full of sixteen people because like, they're gonna miss our yeah. flights. So I had a camera got this out the window. Image of Lisa drive-by shooting a bus. Pretty much, pretty much that was what would happen. Um, but it worked really well. I was really surprised because I've heard about the kind of fake HDR way of combining like three images that are actually just the same image once you've exported them. And I was really surprised with the outcome. Um, would, here, wait, let Jay me actually share it. Yeah, uh, Jamie, have you a lot of experience with that? Um, this photo right here, single shot. It probably looks like crap on screen share. That's looking pretty good. That looks but, great. Uh, that's so a that single was one, I mean, you know, yeah, one it's shot. A little, okay. It's a little extreme, I guess, you know, but um, you know, it's a single shot. And you know, if you got clouds moving, or the the crops in the field are moving from the wind from the storm blowing, and you can't bracket and yep. shoot those mm -hmm. fast enough, you know. So, single shot, and then like I said, I'll export out uh, 16-bit tiffs in increments of you know like one stop, and then remerge, and I get you know, I think nice results from it. I mean, also. This is just to go on that. This is the one that I did, which is kind of the same thing. I think it was yeah. a little blurry to begin with, but it worked out okay. And it's also a little yeah. extreme. I think I did like plus one, minus one, or plus two, minus two in the exposure settings, and it worked phenomenally. Nice. Yeah, very cool. No, it looks awesome. Yeah, I was going to say too that even even I'm I'm such a uh, I'm such a uh, slider mm -hmm. tweaker that um, I mean even if you do it right, the noise reduction uh, setting in Lightroom. Does a pretty good job of, of getting rid yeah. of stuff too, and then there's always black and white. So if I, I just I just scanned uh, I scanned the document. Jamie got the joke. Yeah. Uh, for a second here, if if you guys have any, Josh, you being a, a spec guy, if you guys have any technical mm. knowledge whatsoever, or or any interest in technical knowledge, especially behind cameras, the um, the PDF and we'll post it in the show notes is really really good. I mean they they go in, into stuff like noise drift. Black levels. Wow. They they're interlacing pixels. It's crazy. Uh, oh, some wow. of, some of what they're doing. Like there's mathematical formulas that these guys used uh, to figure out how to get Canon's uncompressed 14-bit RAW format extracted and and I think Richard Feynman authored that, right? Michio <laughs> Kaku. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, it's actually by A1EX or Alex. <laughs> gotcha. So oh, they nice. they're calling it. They're essentially calling it a dynamic range improvement. Um, by alternating ISO during sensor readout, that's kind of the long and short of it. But wild stuff. I'm I'm actually I'm really excited. That to sounds try awesome. It. Yeah, it's um, cool. I'll, I'll give it a run and give it a, give it a test run and talk about it next week. So, maybe uh, maybe someday awesome. I'll I'll actually try to tap into uh, I'll try to grab uh, their their video option for the 50D that never was supposed to shoot video and apparently they can make it shoot video. 20, yeah. well, 24 well, doesn't FPS. Live, doesn't the 50D have live view? Right. It, yeah, it's got live view, but it, it yeah, doesn't. So if it's have got a... live view, it can shoot video. Like well, I don't know why they didn't unlock it, but yeah, I mean if it's got yeah, live view, it, it you made can it shoot cheaper. Video. It made it cheaper to ship. 
without having to put the video option into it. So they could ship a DSLR and call it a day. Right. No, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of cool. Once again, Canon, if you're listening, just make this available normally. Like, if you know this can happen in your cameras, just make it available. Yeah. Anyway. Is, I, I guess the conversation for next week of how yes. I've noticed more and more <laughs> tech companies building stuff into products but not actually activating them till a later date. Like what? the Lytro. Like the Lytro. Oh, Lytro. 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 Real, real, yeah, real, real quick. Real, real quick. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about this before, but I didn't get the chance to. Um, I, I downloaded an app called After Focus for Android that essentially does Lytro for Android phones. Uh, you get Google to actually pick... You get to pick... On the witchcraft, pic, you get to pick on the picture what you want in focus, and it it intelligently blurs the rest of the, the image. It's really neat. Uh, and this was called what again? Takes a single shot, or does it? Oh, it takes one. It takes so it's basically they taking Microsoft it. Paint and use the blur brush. <laughs> it's basically taking uh, like a a really um, small hold aperture. Uh, Probably like a f sixteen or something. I don't know. Yeah, Random I think Lytro is pretty neat, but I think that they either need to get bought out, or that's pretty much the only option. Is yeah, the software that... needs to be bought out and then integrated into more mainstream cameras, because um, nobody's going to buy a Lytro device just for that functionality. Yeah. If, Maybe if they for the build... purpose that you just said, which is that like you can get it on your phone now. Yeah. If if they built a digital camera that looked like um that looked like a. a... What do I want to call it? Like the the two like lenses. That... No, like like a um. Like a yeah. Was it? He nailed it. Like Burn. a like a like a dual reflex camera. Like the two lenses, and if they they made it retro and they put a lightro on the top, some kind of digital camera on the bottom. Damn, Josh, then you could almost old school with that. I'm going old school. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if they had the big ones you're talking about here. The bellows and... If if yeah yeah if you could if you could do like <laughs> two if you could do two cameras in one then it might make sense like if you could shoot it alongside of something else but at, you got an by old itself guy the, pull the, the mortar board and... explosive powder. <laughs> why can't you just have both? Like why can't you just why can't you have? I'm a, just gonna put a GoPro on the end of musket then variable focus it later like that you know why can't I have a DSLR that takes a picture that I can focus afterwards. Oh, wait, are we doing I'm, hats now? Because I'm going to win the hat game. Oh, well, you're yeah. totally going to own that. No, that's that, Jamie's yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Jamie's my... glass. Hi, Joe. I've got the new... Uh, <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> we will assimilate you, Joe. Yeah. From one board it's, to another. It's, Hello. It's Joe, it's Joe Cutis the board. <laughs> oh, boy. Did anybody get that? Yeah, I did. Go Why so there. stern? Uh, oh, not so stern. Oh, wow. womp, womp, womp. And I think on that note, uh, we'll probably go ahead and end it. Uh, <laughs> probably a good place it's to stop. Kudos to Lisa uh, for the amazing hat. Yes, Lisa, <gasps> thank you for joining us yes, this week. Thank you, Lisa. Um, good luck on your I'm happy your to join track. you guys. Always fun. I'm, I'm happy to come back anytime. We need good more luck on your cross, your cross country trek. Woo! Yep. And uh, hopefully, we'll we'll keep everybody updated on that. And uh, since Lisa is a friend of the show. Um, so, guys, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, if you're fans of the show and, and you feel like it, you could give us a thumbs up on YouTube or rate and review us on iTunes. Um, again, Lisa, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for being our guest. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Joe, uh, Jamie, Josh, and myself, thanks for joining us. And this has been Episode 22 of the F-Stops Here podcast. Mm-hmm.